Hello, everyone. Welcome back to Seeking Sisterhood. I'm your host, Ariana Steinmetz, and I'm so happy to be here with you guys today. So let's talk all things stress. Anything that can go from your normal stress to high anxiety stress to off the wall and everything in between. We are going to cover all of that today and even more than probably what you thought you wanted. So the biggest thing with PCOS and stress is it's very, very difficult to navigate, just like anybody else. But especially with women who have PCOS, their hormones, like I've said before, are altered a lot differently than regular women without PCOS. And what I mean by that is here's a little scientific lesson for you guys. For those of you that don't know, the hormone that is produced when the body is under stress is called cortisol. And with PCOS, your body does not have a normal amount of cortisol. It actually has a higher dose of cortisol in your body. And so let's say, for example, Susie has, and this is just totally like a broad scale, like this is not like, this is where the science ends. We are just using examples now. (laughs) But where Susie has her stress is, you know, her body produces cortisol at a level three where, and that's like normally. And then when she's under stress, then her body produces cortisol to like a level four or five or six even. Whereas someone with PCOS like myself just functions at a straight like six or seven all the time. Just completely always under stress, mentally, emotionally, physically. And there's just a very huge balance. And once that body that is under the amount of stress at like a six or a seven has more stress come into their life, whether it's like a job or a relationship or just, you know, everyday type of stress, whatever you can relate to to make this make sense for you. Once that's added in on top of someone with PCOS whose body's at a six or a seven, goes up to a nine or a 10. And you can imagine how taxing that can be on the body. And that's just really what I want to shed some light on today because it's hard and it impacts your body so hard. It impacts your body so much. And it's, it's wild how the body just can handle so much when we think we can't handle anymore and the body just keeps going and going and going. Now, eventually the body will break down and it'll break down in different ways for different people. I personally will tell you how my body has been breaking down. My body will tell me when I'm under a a huge amount of stress, more than what I should be taking on. And then I will also talk to you guys about how I kind of walk myself through that, how to manage stress and how I really prioritize like where my attention goes to when it comes to stressful things and really having to prioritize where my attention goes as far as if there's someone in my life who brings me a lot of stress, okay, well, I will set that boundary and and we'll we'll talk about all of it, but (laughs) I'm getting ahead of myself here. So some things that I've noticed that can really stress, you know, just anybody out is their, you know, day-to-day things like getting to work and their commutes or work itself, whether the job you have is really stressful. I know the job that I have is quite stressful. Definitely, it's a very taxing job that I have. And I'm not throwing names out there because I am petty like that. And they're paying my bills. So if they ever get their ears on this, I don't want to get caught up. (laughs) So I will not say who, but I definitely do have a very, very stressful job. And it's something that I do know that I have to 
really watch myself with because I'm someone who puts my all into my job. And when I realized how stressful a job that I have, I realized like, hey, I need to tax it back a little bit. I need to not give so much energy towards this job. And that doesn't make me lazy. That just means that, hey, I know my body and it functions at a very, very high level of stress and adding more stress to that, I'm going to have to shut down eventually. My body will make me shut down no matter what. Some other things that could be you know, stressful to people is their living situation, whether it's good, whether it's bad, whether they're living with someone they don't want to, whether they're living on their own and they can't you know, make their bills or they can't pay things on time. That's very stressful for some people also. But really, you guys get the point of like stress. Like it can come from anywhere, right? And everyone's different with what stresses them out. And I won't get too deep into like the specifics of everything just because everyone's situation is completely different. I'm just kind of going off of my experiences and what I've learned about myself and what PCOS has taught me throughout the last two years. That's where I'm coming from. But some things that people with PCOS specifically, maybe you haven't figured this out yet or it hasn't been brought up to you yet. Or even people who don't have PCOS, this is still something good to know. If you do know someone with PCOS and you see these these actions being done by these people, you could tell them like, hey, maybe that's part of why you're so stressed out or why your anxiety is so high or things like that. So some things that you guys may not have known that could cause more stress on you and your body is drinking caffeine. Yes, all my Starby babies, including myself, that Starbies is good in the moment. But in this this situation literally happened to me, I think, this earlier this week or two weeks ago. And I went to Starbucks and I got my usual chai tea latte. And that was the only thing that I had had. And so I went without food for probably three to four hours. I got that at like seven o'clock in the morning before work. And then around like 10 o'clock, my anxiety was so high. I could just feel how tense my body was from my job and from not having any food and not having any actual energy in my body. The caffeine, on an, especially on an empty stomach, but caffeine in general, like Red Bulls, Rockstars, Monsters, whatever you guys drink out there, that needs to be put down into moderation. You guys need to be taking that in moderation. Not every morning, because I used to be that same way too, and I'll get there in a second. The caffeine, girl, it needs to be cut down to a minimum, okay? Not every morning, not every other morning, but more like once a week thing. Drink some water, girl. But seriously, someone with PCOS drinking caffeine on an empty stomach, you're like I said earlier, you're you're already functioning at a level six stress level. Now that caffeine on an empty stomach or caffeine in general is gonna raise your cortisol levels up to like a nine or a ten, all the way up there. And your body will tell you, your you will feel it that you are just way too stressed out your body's gonna start to shut down and not like like you're gonna die type of thing but just like you're gonna feel it in my case I feel very very tense around my neck I start getting very irritable like nobody fucking talk to me I'm fucking I'm pissy I'm moody right now and you won't necessarily feel wired like some people say they are you won't feel wired you'll just feel like you're short circuiting like you just have every ounce that you are going by on caffeine without food in you is like it's torture it's not fun you're not having a great time so from one girly to the next just cut the caffeine not all the way and i mean if you want to go cold turkey my advice is do it in moderation you know have your caffeine intake in moderation not all the time you have to really cut back and 
if you're going to be drinking caffeine and you're not going to listen to me, then at least drink smart caffeine. Like I used to be the girly who would order the like shake and oatmeal espresso, whatever. It has like three espresso shots in there. I don't need all of that. I really don't. So now what I do, I just go and get a chai tea latte because I've done my research and I still want to enjoy having Starbucks, but I need to be able to hold myself accountable and still say, hey, I have to take care of myself because nobody else is going to do it for me and order a chai tea. And it has a significantly less amount of caffeine inside of it versus what a, like three espresso shots would have in it. If you're going to do it, do it responsibly. And if you're not going to do it, I'm proud of you. But if you're not going to do it still, I'm so proud of you. But one day you'll learn. The next thing that you may not have known that has a significant impact on your cortisol levels and your stress is sleep deprivation. And girl, let me tell you, I used to not get any kind of sleep, any sleep, not one bit, maybe four to five hours. And some people are going to say, well, Ariana, like I sleep two hours a night. Well, I'm sorry. I really am sorry. That's not my case. But me personally, I couldn't function on four to five. And it was showing through my body. I would wake up around like 3, 3.30 in the morning, go to work at 4, get off at 2.30, work out, make food, and then just keep myself busy. And it was just, it was getting hard on my body. It was just adding more stress because this kind of takes me into a different rabbit hole. But I am a person who constantly has to have something going on. And that's not like like in a social way. It's more of like I have to keep busy or I feel I'm lazy or I feel like I'm a loser or I feel like I'm not doing enough. And that only adds more stress to myself because I have to constantly fight that battle of like, well, I'm not doing enough. Well, I'm doing way too much and that's hurting my body. But if I'm not doing enough, then that hurts my inner achiever. And I always have to have some kind of goal, whether it's big or small. And I've talked to my cousin about this actually not too long ago. He was like, you have something going on all the time. Like, what is the deal with, there's always something hanging over your head. Like there's some kind of big project or like some kind of big thing going on in your life whether it's a good job or it's something outside of work or it's it's all you've always been like that and it kind of hit me because it's true so what I've been doing is taking more time for myself to really make sure I'm taking care of my body and giving it the love and attention that it needs and the love and attention that it really needs is just to shut down sometimes and not make myself feel guilty for it and by shutting down I mean literally trying to regulate myself whether that's literally sitting on the couch not doing a damn thing I still feel bad about it but I don't beat myself up as bad about it now I at least let myself chill and not be so hard on myself and let myself understand that hey I need this if this is what my body needs right now then this is what my body needs if I need a nap then I need a nap then I'm gonna take a nap because I haven't gotten enough sleep and I've been doing too much and I need to catch up on a couple z's so that's what I let myself do now. And this ties back to the sleep deprivation because when it comes to your sleep and when it comes to exercise too, it kind of goes into that and I'll get to that in a second. But when it comes to your exercise too, the part, the whole part of like your recovery is sleep. Like you need to have a good enough amount of sleep to actually see results in the long term. So for all the girlies out there that have gym goals, it also helps to regulate your sleep and get as much sleep as you can. I don't sleep 12 hours a day. That's not what I'm saying. This isn't your past to do that. <laughs> but definitely start keeping track of your sleep more and get to bed earlier. And that's something that's helped me too is not waiting till 10, 11 o'clock to start decompressing from the day. I start decompressing around 6 or 7, maybe 8 o'clock, the latest. But I know that between 8, 9, and 10, I need to be in bed. I need to be in my bed unless I have something going on, whether it's family or whatever the case. Most of the time, I'm in my bed by 8 or 9. 
never 10 o'clock because I know I'm not going to get a good amount of sleep. And it's going to take me because I'm an overthinker. I will sit there and I will overthink and think of scenarios in my head for at least an hour before I go to bed, before I can even think about going to sleep or think about trying to get a good night's sleep. I will sit there and think, definitely know your body, know yourself, learn a little bit of things about yourself and start making some adjustments when it comes to your sleep. The last thing that you may not have known that could cause your cortisol levels to rise up is high-intensity exercises. And the counterproductive thing with that is people with PCOS have to be doing some type of movement in order to help see weight loss. Because weight loss with PCOS is a lot harder than someone without it. And that's another episode too. Believe me for now that when I say that statement, it's very, very true. The thing with that is you have to find a happy balance in between high-intensity workouts and low-intensity workouts. Now, one thing that I do and have not done in a while, but I used to do quite a bit when I moved back to Wichita, is I used to do daily walks when it was nice out. Now it's not so nice. It's kind of cold out. But doing any type of like walking that's like low-moderation, low-intensity exercise, that's great. You're supposed to be doing that. I would do that after I would eat and it would help regulate my digestive system so I could digest the food better. It would help with, you know, knocking that goal out of getting some type of exercise in for the day. It would just make me feel good being outside and walking around. <laughs> the reason that high intensity workouts are not ideal for people with PCOS is because that is a stress on your body and your body is already working at a level six or seven and adding high intensity workouts to your body is going to put you at a nine or a 10. It's a game of chess and you have to play smart and you have to play right and you have to make sure that you are doing what you need to do, but also trying to find the balance of doing what you want to do. Now, when I lived in Kansas City, I joined a CrossFit club and I loved it and I loved how my body was, but my body did not love the exercise. <laughs> when I tell you I have never felt more stressed out in my entire life. I was, my neck, you would have believed me if I told you my neck was made out of titanium because that is where I carry all of my stress is around my neck and my shoulders. It just was not a good time. I loved the workouts. It was great for my mental health because I was working out so much and so hard that I didn't have time to think about anything that was like negative or like the self-pity stuff or anything like that. I was just so soaked into the environment and, and the exercises and I loved it so much but it just was not good for my body. I had lost my period for a while. I wasn't getting regular periods. It was just a really hard time. <laughs> and so that's when I decided like, hey, I need to take a step back from this because my body's not responding correctly. So I took a step back from it. And then I just went to like regular gym stuff, not pushing the envelope, but still, you know, pushing myself and actually working out, doing some weightlifting, I don't run. I don't sprint or anything like that anymore just because a girl is old now and my knees don't work right. But aside from that, it's just not what's good for my body. And what's not good for me may not be the same for you. It may be great for you. Maybe you're someone who is impacted by running in a positive way. But for me, it's just not for me anymore. I'll do like a 15 minute walk on the treadmill, but as far as running, I don't foresee that happening in my future. You never know, things could change. Maybe one day I'll just be a little runner girl. But once I was in the CrossFit, I just started seeing my body change before my eyes. Yes, in a positive way, but in a negative way too. Someone who has PCOS, when their body is under huge amounts of cortisol and huge amounts of stress, I mean the same thing, the body's response, at least in my experience, has been just very, very dark 
like stretch marks. And I have them all along my thighs and the back of my hips, front of my thighs. And after doing some research, I've actually found that PCOS can turn into something called Cushing's syndrome. And I won't go down that rabbit hole because I don't think that's my case yet. But I do know that one of the telltale signs of high amounts of stress in your body is your body will just start to stretch like that and you will get stretch marks. And that's currently where I'm at right now. But just taking it one thing at a time is the best way I could put that. But once I started seeing the stretch marks come in, that's when I was really like, okay, there's something not right. I'm actually, I've been losing weight, but how am I still getting all these stretch marks? And I haven't actually gained any muscle when I think about it, when I really looked at like all of my progress pictures and I was like, this is still kind of weird. And so, I, like I said, after I did that research of why am I getting stretch marks when this and that and the third and all that, I was like, okay, I think this is my body telling me I am under way too much stress and I need to back off. And that's what I did. Those are three things. I'll go over it again. It was the caffeine intake. Make sure you're taking something with your caffeine or cutting it all the way down to like a bare minimum. That'll really help you. Your sleep deprivation, make sure you're getting a good amount of sleep. And then the high intensity exercise, try to find something less intense. CrossFit's probably not your thing, girl. If it is, I applaud you and I am jealous and I wish I could be you. Being a former athlete and wishing I could do those high intensity things again, really loving the adrenaline that my body got from it too. I wish I could do that more than anything, but I, I love myself and I want to take care of myself and have a long fulfilling life and not shorten it because of my own choices. Some other things that I wanted to touch base on and talk about a little bit was other things that we can do that I can teach you that I can talk about to combat some stress and try to give you guys some good keys to how to regulate the stress and how to keep your stress at a minimum. I've already talked about practice your good sleeping habits, get into a really good sleeping habit. Your exercise, make sure it's daily, make sure it's not strenuous activity, make sure it's not high intensity activity. And something else that I really want to talk about in depth is stop giving so many fucks because not everything that falls into your lap needs a huge reaction from you and it doesn't need a huge the end of the world if I don't do this right now then I'm not equipped to handle this or I'm not equipped to do this or that that's not true and it could be something so small as your car needs an oil change and you start making it a big deal you start stressing out about it like oh I can't pay for this right now or oh, I don't have the time to do this right now there's other priorities I have in front of this oil change what am I going to do oh my gosh and then you start going into this whole spiral of just unproductive thoughts that aren't helping your situation. They're only making the situation worse, actually. And now you're functioning from a stress level of like a three to maybe like a six or a seven now. And now I'm just talking about someone who does not have PCOS. But if you have PCOS, your stress level is at that six or seven. Now you're stressing out over a car oil change and you're at a 10. And it just, it's not helpful. It is not helpful. What I will say to this is choose your battles and choose them wisely. And choose what deserves that kind of reaction out of you, right? And that takes me to my next point of... Prioritize what really deserves full attention to genuinely stress about. Something I was talking about earlier in the podcast was I have someone in my life that really, really stresses me out and has stressed me out since my childhood. And now that I'm an adult, I have the option to create a barrier between that person and myself and regulate my stress a little bit because now that I know my cortisol levels are way too high for this person to be in my life, I need to put myself first and put that person on a boundary and say, hey, I understand you have things going on in your life that you don't like, 
but there's nothing I can do about it. And before I used to try to be the fixer, try to fix all the problems, but this person just wouldn't listen to me and get themselves out of the situation that they were in. And that stressed me out. I lost sleep over that. I would cry over that. And it would just make me so anxious and so stressed out. Now that I am more self-aware of what I can control, I definitely have this person on a boundary because I know that's what's best for me. And what's best for me is to put this person at a distance. And I've actually had to tell this person like, hey, since you're not listening to my advice, I don't want to hear this anymore. And yeah, it may have hurt their feelings and that's fine because I'm not in charge of anyone's feelings. Putting me under that amount of stress just was not going to work for me anymore. And I will say since that boundary, that boundary has been respected. And I do appreciate that. And my life has been so much more happy without it without all of the problems and all of the seeking for my help and not taking my advice type of thing because it feels helpless and that stresses me out too when I feel like I can't help somebody when I know I can I know I'm a very helpful person that's one thing I do love about myself is I'm helpful I just had to remove that and pretty much tell myself like this is something that you can't fix so you need to not give it that much attention because it stresses you out and if anyone out there can relate to that with another person in their life or another thing in their life where oh, I haven't been doing this and maybe I need to put that boundary up and say something or you have been doing that and you can agree that it helps you so much, then kudos to you. And I really hope that this information helps you and helps you approach things in a different way because prioritizing my stress and what deserves my attention has been one of the best things I have ever done for myself, hands down. Another thing that has really stuck out to me when creating some talking points for this podcast episode is realizing in your head when you're having stressful thoughts too and realizing that when those thoughts are coming through, you have something in mind to combat them and you have to flip that switch and say, okay, am I thinking in stress mode or am I thinking in logic mode? Where am I coming from right now? Am I coming from a place of stress or am I coming from a place of logic and if you ask yourself that question and you answer it with oh I'm probably just being reactive right now and I'm just stressed out then it's time to start flipping your mindset into something more logical so just being self-aware of when those thoughts come in recognizing how you can combat those and figuring out how you can shift your mindset and when I say shift your mindset not like completely into a positive rainbows and butterflies way but just something logical in the moment so you're stressing out about a bill or whatever well, you know that you have a job and you know that your job is going to pay you. So you know that you can pay that bill. So that's one way to kind of flip it. Like, okay, I don't really need to stress out about this too much. I know I'm going to pay this. I know I'm going to prioritize this. I just can't right now because of X, Y, Z, right? Definitely recognize when you're starting to get into a stressful type of thinking and start beating that habit out because just like bad habits, good habits can be learned too. So sisters, that is all I have today to talk about stress and how it's affecting you and how you can help yourself with that. And if you liked what you heard today on episode three, Seeking Sisterhood, please go and give the podcast a review on Spotify and or Apple. That is where you can find me, Seeking Sisterhood. I'd really appreciate the review. Don't forget to hit that download button, please. That helps out a lot. You can also find me on Instagram at Seeking Sisterhood. That is Seeking and Sisterhood, sister spelled C-Y-S-T-E-R. I would appreciate it. So with that being said, thank you, everyone. I appreciate every single one of you, and I will talk to you next week.